What's going on everybody? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this retro review of X2 Wolverine's Revenge. Now if you don't know what this game is, it came out all the way back in April of 2003, right before X2 the movie came out. And I gotta tell you something guys, I'm a huge X-Men fan. I'm an even bigger Wolverine fan. I love Wolverine. And honestly, up until 2003, like Wolverine comic books, all that stuff, they were just on fire. I have my own opinions about the comic books over the last decade or so, but back then, man, it was just so great. This is a game that kind of straddles the line of a comic book, like, take, and also something original. It, it's right there in there. In fact, this game is actually written by Larry Hama. Now, if you want to know anything about me, if you want to know what made me a huge Wolverine fan, go find Larry Hama's run on the Wolverine comics in the 90s. I thought he did a phenomenal job, and in my opinion, he has been the best writer for Wolverine Comics. He actually wrote this game. So going into the game, I was already stoked. Here's my favorite writer. He's doing an original story. Here's the interesting thing, too. Now, like I said, this came out right before the movie. To tie into the movie on the cover of the box, you see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Wolverine is not voiced by Hugh Jackman in this game. He's actually voiced by Mark Hamill. That's right, the Star Wars guy, the Joker guy, like that guy, he's voicing Wolverine. And I'll tell you this, man, playing through the game, I actually thought he did a pretty good job. He's not quite the voice I hear. His voice is a little too smooth at times, but he definitely portrays the character. He's got the right attitude, the right inflection, so really good job by him. But this is kind of a cool game. Because I remember when they kind of first showed it off. It was in the Game Informer, late 2002. It was actually that and X-Men Legends was the cover story. And I remember rushing out to pick it up and read it because I wanted to know about this game. And the cool thing is, is they talked about how this was going to be sort of like Metal Gear meets Wolverine. And I was stoked. And gamers, I talked about that about a year and a half ago. Of all the types of games I'd like to see, one of them would be a Wolverine game where you're more kind of that Metal Gear style. Where you're alone behind the wire. It's not about, you know, just the brutal combat. And yes, I think it's great that we got the 2009 X-Men Origins Wolverine game. That is a phenomenal game, but I want to see something more in line with Wolverine being a soldier, having to use his skills, having to use abilities of tracking people and following their smells and whatnot. Like, I want to use all that stuff. The stealth, because he's a soldier, so yeah, he's going to go sneaky sneaky and claw people up, but he's also a soldier, so he's going to try to be sneaky at times. Now, Insomniac is working on a Wolverine game. I hope they're listening, and I hope that is kind of what they're incorporating, at least in part, in that game. But with this game, I was so stoked going into it. But here's the deal, gamers. It is 19 years later. How did this game hold up? And understand, I am playing on a PS2. This is a PS2 disc. They've never remastered or anything like that. I think the only way to play this is either have a PS2, or it might be backwards compatible on the Xbox. I'm not sure about that. But does it hold? Is it a relive? Is it something you should track down and try to play right away? Or is it a remember? Is it something you should just kind of be nostalgic about and let that kind of carry you through, maybe watch some videos? So first off, let's talk about those graphics. And I'm going to tell you right now, I loved these graphics. Yes, they're 20 years ago almost. They're not going to hold up to things you're seeing on the PS4, PS5, Series X, all that stuff. But if you like the comic book style, this is what it does. It perfectly mimics something you've seen in the comic books back in the day. And what's really cool is they don't do the cel-shaded look. A lot of times in the early 2000s, when anything to do with comic books, we saw cel-shaded. And while it didn't look bad, on the PS2, a lot of times it really kind of lost a lot of the texture. It lost a lot of the details. This game, I really dig. 
Now, Wolverine, to me, looks like Wolverine looks. He's got the classic early 2000 X-Men uniform, which there's multiple you can unlock in this game. When you see Sabretooth, he fits. The character is not the classic Sabretooth look, but it fits in the art style they're going for. And again, in that early 2000s, it's something I could have seen Sabretooth wearing. Same thing for some of the other villains you see, like Lady Deathstrike, and you'll see Rogue at one point, Magneto. All of them look very classic and they also look very true to what their character represents but it also looks like what we were kind of seeing in that early 2000s when let's be real there was a lot of leather going on <laughs> between the movies and the comic books so i really dug that i dug the look of going to the weapon x facility and in fact that's where the game starts off you're busting out as wolverine and you're going playing through that level and i think it's really cool the way they show that and then when you return to it and you go to this prison at one point full of mutants and yes it's classic ps2 so the rooms and the areas are massive i mean like they are huge rooms but the details and the look is still really well done again you're not going to be blown away by the graphics but i definitely think you can appreciate them going back to it but let's talk about the story and to me i thought the story was extremely well done here's the deal if you remember the mid 90s comic books wolverine and the rest of the weapon x people actually had something that was coming after him. It was called Shiva. It was a robot. It was designed to kill the mutants after so long. Some of the members, like Silver Fox and Mastodon, who didn't have a natural healing effect or being a mutant, they were actually, their age regression was starting to come through and they'd start to get really old really quickly. So the group got together to try to figure out what was going on, essentially. That was a Larry Hammer comic book. He kind of revisited that, but this time you find out that there's another failsafe and ultimately... It's a disease that's going to shut off their healing factors if they have them and basically kill them. So Wolverine is trying to find this antidote. And what you're going to do is you're going to go back to the Weapon X facility. You're going to go to Alkali Lake because they're going to slightly tie it into the movie universe. We'd never really heard Alkali Lake in the comic books at that point. And you're also going to go to, like I said, a prison as you're all trying to find the pieces you need and figure out what is going on. I loved it, man. I thought it was really cool. About the time you get the cure, you're in the prison, and uh-oh, you got to go get some of the people that Sabretooth somehow let out, including Magneto. You're going to go take him on, and then you have the final battle with the person who set all of this up, and that's Lady Deathstrike, which if you're a fan of the comic books, you know that her blood feud with Wolverine is personal, it's deep. And what's really cool here is, while this has no real connections to the movie, Obviously, one of the big things about X2 was seeing Lady Deathstrike, her going one-on-one -on -one with Wolverine. And a lot of people might have been disappointed because they really didn't tie into their history at all. Whereas in this game, it's all about that history. And again, I thought she has a really cool look as well. But what really matters is the gameplay. How does the gameplay hold up all these years later? And I will be honest with you, that's where it's a letdown. And here's the thing. It is so close to being good. Like It is so close to being good. And... You know, you can't just blame the age on this because there's other games that had really good combat and really good styles. You know, there was the Metal Gear games that came out in 2001, Metal Gear Solid 2. And then in 2004, we had Metal Gear Solid 3. So we know that the PS2 was capable of having some really well done combat, really well done action and stealth. This game just probably needed a little bit more time in the oven to cook a little bit. And sometimes it maybe didn't know what the best style was. And let me break that down for you. You can use Wolverine senses, and they're really cool. You turn them on, basically the world turns into like an orange color, but it allows you to see traps in the ground. You can follow people's scents. 
shows the outline of people, so you can use that to attack people. I like that. You can sneak up on the wall and attack them from the side. All of this stuff is really well done, really cool. The problem is, you don't get to use the stealth a whole lot. In fact, if on any level somebody sees you once, it doesn't matter. The rest of that level, everybody's active and they're ready to fight you. There's no time where they reset. There's none of that. So it kind of made me wonder, are these levels meant to be played stealthy? Or is it kind of, you might get lucky and take a few people out, but at some point you're going to get seen and, and that's that. And you don't really know how far they can see you. So the stealth, really cool when it works, but it doesn't get used a ton. And I think that's a detriment because the other thing is that I got to point out is each enemy you fight, I like this. They're not just pushovers. I'm going to compare it to the X-Men Origins Wolverine game where you just claw through people left and right. You might have a few tougher enemies, but for the most part, you just have the regular enemy fodder. This game, almost every enemy is going to give you a little bit of a fight as you're kind of getting into a boxing and a kicking match with them to try to get them set up. The problem is, is unfortunately, and this is probably the biggest issue with the game, is the actual collision detection is horrible in this game. Like, it is actually really bad. There are so many times that you're just swiping the air, kicking the air. They're just doing the same thing to you. So these fights can take longer than they should, especially when you might have a group of people around shooting at you or whatever. So that was kind of, you know, it kind of worked against it. I like the idea of each enemy kind of being a, you know, not a boss battle by any means, but somebody's, you know, you're not just going to claw through and move to the next guy. So again, really cool idea. It just didn't work right now. And the other cool thing to talk about is the strikes. I really like them. They're really good for crowd control. Now, you'll unlock strikes by the more stealth attacks you get. You unlock dog tags. The more dog tags give you more strikes. And what they are is a directional attack when you have enemies all around you. Now, yeah, you will be able to use them when you're going one-on-one -on -one with somebody and you've got them weak. However, when you have your claws out and you've got two or three around you, you can actually sit there and set it up so if you get in the right position you can take out three of them at once they might not kill everyone in that like that first hit if they're not weak but it will be enough to clear them out so you can kind of focus on one person i think that's really cool the other way is if you don't have your claws out and i'll get to claws in claws out in a second it allows you at the end of it when you go to strike to pick the person up and actually throw them into people or at different boss battles different areas throw them into the boss whatever you may have to do I thought that was a really cool system. Sometimes, contextually, it doesn't line up as well. Like, for example, there's a Juggernaut fight. I actually thought the Juggernaut fight had potential to be one of the coolest boss fights in gaming. Unfortunately, they just kind of overdo it because they have these security guards throwing this nerve gas at you the whole time. But as Juggernaut charges you, if he hits something like an electrical outlet type situation, it'll shoot him way in the middle of this kind of arena you're in. If you go up behind him, you can hit him twice. It allows you to do a strike, and that's how you really injure him. The problem is, man, you got to be just right to get that strike to line up. you got to be not too far away, but not too close, not directly in the middle of his back, but just to the side. So some of that stuff can be a little annoying, and that can also play into your factor when you're trying to set up a multi-person strike against regular enemies. If they're not exactly where they need to be, you won't be able to pull it off. But I talked about claws in, claws out. So again... Claws in, claws out affects how you do a strike move where your claws out is going to go for the essentially the kill if possible if their enemy's weak enough where the claws in is going to go for you being able to pick them up and, and kind of grapple them a little bit. You can play this game with your claws out, claws in. It doesn't matter. However, the healing factor will not work unless your claws are retracted. I think that's really cool. 
what a lot of people don't realize, and it was kind of a big deal in the 90s, is when you find out Wolverine had bone claws, you realize that every time he put his claws out, his healing factor healed the wounds that those claws made in his hands. I always thought that was really cool, and that's kind of what that represents here. As long as the claws are out, your healing factor is kind of distracted, if you will. Uh, now, you know, that's to an extreme, but at the same time, it works. You retract them, you fight that way, you slowly heal it up. And I never felt that there was ever a time when the healing factor didn't work enough or maybe work too much. Like, I thought it was a nice, steady, well-done pace. The other thing is you have is a rage meter, because, of course, we have to have a rage meter for playing as Wolverine, right? And I thought this was kind of cool. It worked out because the more damage you gave out, the more damage you took in a set amount of time would fill up that rage meter and you would be uncontrollable, essentially. Like, I mean, you have control, but you would just be one hit killing everybody. I thought that was really cool. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes in different scenarios, you needed to be able to pick people up. You can't retract your claws in a rage mode. So that could add to some frustrations. But let me be real with you. There are overall six acts in this game. The first one is you waking up in the Weapon X complex, kind of Wolverine's origin type deal. I really dug that. The second and third one are kind of getting back to it. Then you get to the prison. All of those were well done. The frustrations were there from time to time, but it's once you get to that fifth one. It's actually really small. It's a small little level you do to weaken Magneto, and then you have the Magneto boss fight. I'm going to be honest with you guys. That was one of the worst levels I have played in forever. It really highlighted all all the issues with the combat system to be honest with you you know the collision detection being off the fact that you're trying to fight multiple people but they're constantly throwing something out your way it really did bug me man it took me multiple times and the game doesn't even tell you at one point you have to stop this magnetic vortex it doesn't tell you that the only way to do that is to throw three or four enemies in its way and to be honest with you there's no really good way of telling it's actually working so that's kind of the annoying thing too then you get to the magneto boss fight gamers i didn't die but it took me 40 minutes just to get a on magneto only because the game doesn't tell you that you have to use a certain strike move when he's like hanging kind of above this air you're on a catwalk you got to jump to him i was doing a dive attack but it wasn't working it's a particular one that they never even told you how to do i had to actually download a manual to figure out what move to do so I thought that was kind of annoying. Once you kind of got that figured out, it wasn't too bad. He had some annoying attacks, but it was just that combined pre-boss fight and boss fight to me was so misplaced and just kind of one of those things where you go, developers, were you even playing the game you made? Like, there's no way you enjoyed doing this. However, for that being said, like I said, the Juggernaut fight was really well done. Just kind of, they overdid it. The previous levels weren't bad. You could kind of get through the frustrations. But I will tell you this, the final boss fight with Lady Deathstrike, it's multi-layered. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic for the game they were making, for what they had to do with I mean, it was one of the ones where you felt like the A-team was working on that boss fight on the development team, if that makes sense. Like, they were the ones that kind of put everything together, and they kind of highlighted the best way to use stuff. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, so, ultimately, there is some redeeming stuff here. But we're getting down to the review, and that's what I want to talk to you about here is, what did I think about it? Is it worth a replay for everybody and reliving it, or is it just something you should just remember? Look, if it wasn't for the Magneto boss fight, I would say that if you're an avid Wolverine fan, if you love the late 90s, early 2000 comic book style stuff going out there, and you found this game, you could probably push through some of the frustrations. But that Magneto level just sucked. 
and it really highlighted all the issues I had before. This is not an easy game. It is so easy to get seen and then a ton of enemies on you that there is definitely some frustration. Ultimately, I had to take a long, hard look in the mirror after playing through the entirety of this game and go, okay, if it wasn't Wolverine and it was anybody else, yeah, I probably would have really enjoyed the story and the graphics and all that fun stuff and the art style, but the issues with the gameplay, would it have stopped me? And the answer is yes. So for me, nostalgia-wise, the level of Wolverine kept me pushing it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I definitely think this game is a remember. It's one of those games that when it came out, I remember really, really enjoying it. I know I never loved it, and I remember having issues with Magneto, but I know as a Wolverine fan, I enjoyed it. The problem is that was almost 20 years ago. With everything that we've smoothed over, we've done since 2003, an average game back then just doesn't hold up in 2022. So with that being said, gamers, it is a remember. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope maybe... It, it's got you curious about it, and I really hope Insomniac makes us a game that you feel like Wolverine the Soldier, and not just the bloodlust killer. Like, I, I want a good, solid Wolverine game. But either way, that's beside the point. We'll talk about that later. You can always find me at thegraveyardgamer at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, anything you want to tell me. You can find my screenshots and everything I'm doing on Instagram at thegraveyardgamer, or you can find me on Twitter where you get kind of my thoughts on gaming as I'm playing games at the Graveyard G. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard. <laughs>